4: Number one. Miss
3: Number any one. part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hans and Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
5: Hans Olsen, Scott Jaward, ninety-seven-five, the KSL Sports Zone, final hour of the program.
2: Lloyd, can you please get the job father on? Just call him. <laughs> you know that he's working with Sphirian. <laughs> the job father.
5: I'm not. I'm supposed to ret. I want to retweet it. I haven't seen it yet. Did you retweet it? No, I haven't seen it yet either.
2: I know. Did I- you tweet it out?
5: All right. Oh, I guess you don't follow Lloyd, so never mind. Well, about that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we got this. So, who followed first?
1: Who was the bigger man? It took us doing it like hitting the button at the same time. We try. I we tried to arrange that. Well, well, the funny thing is, jeez, Tim, come on, answer your phone, dude. <laughs> <sighs> Look, at there it is.
2: Yeah, yeah, I
5: got it. I'm retweeted now.
2: Uh, the Job Father. It is Tim Lacombe's new name. Yeah, I just retweeted it, too. Yeah, it, okay. I'll so, come clean. What? I was the big man, Scotty. No, you were not. <laughs> because what happened?
1: We were going to do it at the same time, and you pulled the... Uh, you didn't go, and I clicked on it, so I hurry up and unfollowed. Oh, for crying out loud. So we redid it again, It, it wasn't we at the same time. It was. But we got it done. We got it taken care of.
2: Yeah, it's all squared away, Scotty. Good. We're friends again. We're new Twitter friends, Lloyd and I.
5: Because uh, I know that was a directive from our guy, Nate Dowdle.
2: Well, it got done. He doesn't have to fine us. It got done. And I was the bigger man. I, I put aside all my differences in being mocked and made well, fun of.
5: I knew that... You were going to be the one that eventually would mend these fences. And I did. And would take the high road and said, let's get this fixed for the good of the show.
2: Even though I was the one that was wronged, I said, let's do this for the betterment of this show that we've worked so hard for. It
5: doesn't even sound like anything you'd ever say.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it does. It sounds exactly what I would say.
5: By the way, congratulations are in order. Lloyd, fire up that breaking news sounder. Oh. Um, Your rookie of the month. Your Western Conference Rookie of the Month for February (laughs) (laughs) is Walker Kessler. There you go. Good for him. Not the week. We're talking about the whole month of February, even though it's kind of the shortened month of the year. But Walker Kessler earns Western Conference Rookie of the Month.
2: Averaging a double-double through the month. 10.6 10.6 points, 11.4 rebounds and 3.2 blocks. <clears throat> it's not a bad month. Well, it is when you're trying not to win, but hey. <laughs> but hey. Well, what's going to be interesting is tomorrow, what they end up doing with Oklahoma City. Yeah. I think we're going to get we're going to learn a lot coming up against Oklahoma City. These these back-to-back games. This six-game road trip is going to teach us a lot.
5: Yeah, And no disrespect to Johnny Juzang, but if he continues to get minutes, I think you will see that the Jazz are committed to...
2: What did he get, 15 the other night? Not winning. Was it 14 or 15 the other night that he got? Yeah. Get Johnny out there. See what he can do. And, and you know what? Limit let, Jordan Clarkson's minutes with and, Johnny. And
5: look, what do you know about Jordan Clarkson? what do you need to know about Jordan Clarkson? You know everything you need to know about him. What do you know about Johnny Juzang? Nothing. Not enough. Let
2: let Johnny cook. Let's see. What number did we set that at? Oh, it was. It was set at seven and a half. (coughs) Of Johnny Juzang? No, seven and a half. uh, Finishing. Oh, oh, gotcha.
5: (coughs) That seemed like such easy money back in the day. It's like, no way they're going to be above seven and a half.
2: We took bets on where the Utah Jazz would finish.
5: And you set the line at the...
2: 7.5.
5: In the West. Yep. Or, well... In the West. In in the West? No, no, no. Draft. Overall. Overall with draft, Yeah. yeah.
2: Draft selection. Yeah.
5: And... I thought they would be well, well under that. I thought they'd be in the 3-5 to five range. They're currently 13th. <laughs> Jeez. Two-game winning streak they went on, really. <laughs> yeah, they got some work to do. <laughs> Knock it off. Time to lose some games.
2: <clears throat> so, Walker Kessler, your NBA player of the month, rookie player of the month.
5: Just going back and looking at the stat line, Johnny Juzang... Played, yeah, 14 minutes and 45 seconds. 1 of 5 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, 0 for 2 from the free throw line. Had a couple rebounds.
2: Your Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month was Paulo Banchero. He's good. Yeah. Uh, He's very good. Yeah. 16.6 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, and 3.3 assists through the month of February for the Orlando Magic Phenom, Paulo Banchero.
5: You try to slow down Walker Kessler's playing time, or you're just like, no, it doesn't matter. we got to give him as many minutes as we possibly can.
2: We'll take as many wins as we have to, but we're going to continue to push that kid if I'm the decision-maker for the Utah Jazz. He he needs every minute of court time against every big that you can throw or see him with or against. And he's going to get... a real taste of some big man basketball over the next month. So keep him out there. What about you? If he's costing you losses.
5: So Tim LaCombe just isn't even answering the phone right now, huh? Well, the job father, you know, taking care of business. That, That is disappointing. Come on job father. Answer the phone.
2: See, he does not. So he does get to see Nikola Jokic one more time. That's if Nikola Jokic is playing on April eighth, second to last game of the year.
5: Uh, I could see them pack if they have that number one spot. I'll lock down. I could see them shutting him down for sure.
2: He's going to get to see Giannis. Um. He he gets, he'll get a mix. He's got, he gets to see Anthony Davis a couple of times. And my guess is Anthony Davis will be on the press. I, I would imagine Los Angeles is, the Lakers are still trying to get to the yeah. the playoffs, right? Yep. Yeah, I would think so. So you've got Los Angeles twice in your final four games. You've got the Lakers twice.
5: Hey, while we wait for uh, Coach Lacombe, interesting storyline. You know that, How, I mean, load management has been something that's been in the NBA for just like a decade now. Hmm. But we're now getting to a point where it has become such a hot topic that now I think players are starting to realize that it's a problem because they're getting backlash. They're getting backlash on it. And when you start to get backlash on it, then you start to deflect. And Steph Curry the other day talked about load management and said, you know, Most of the time, this is not our decision as players. We're not the ones deciding not to play. We want to play. If it was up to us, we'd be playing. It's the teams and the trainers that are sitting us out. And they have all these scientific approaches to making sure that we're playing our best basketball in the playoffs. And it's their decision. Sometimes we'll see players show up that fully anticipate playing and their jersey isn't even in the locker. Like they won't even let us put a jersey on. So, for everybody that's upset with the players, understand it's not our call. If it was up to us, we'd be playing all eighty-two games. Blah blah. Eh, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I think I think there's some truth to it.
2: Have you heard any rumblings from the from the Utah Jazz organization on that being the case or not being the case? I'd I've to- not.
5: I'm going to dig around into it a little bit and I think there's truth to it but I also don't think a player is scratching and clawing and trying to do everything they can to make sure they get out on the court. Like yeah. like Steph Curry and I understand this is this is where I started to realize okay, you know what? The players are starting to feel this now. They don't like to be painted in a bad light. Nobody does. As wimps. As wimps, yes, yeah. exactly. And they feel like they are taking the It's being unfairly portrayed as them being divas, uh, being high maintenance and not wanting to play, and that they're the ones shutting themselves down. And he wanted to clarify the record and say, no, look, if it's up to us, we'd be playing. It's the teams and the training staff and the ownership groups that are keeping us out from playing. They're the ones that have imposed load management, not us, the players.
2: Well, I would love to know, how much say that the players make have in that because Mike Conley was being rested on the back end of back-to-backs or on the front end, but he wasn't playing a lot of back-to-backs. And when he would, I always felt like that was Mike saying, no, I got this. You don't, yeah. you don't need to rest me. I felt like the Utah Jazz kind of put it out there for him. You're not going to have to play in the back-to-backs. And then you'd get there and he'd say, no, I can play this. I, what are you talking about? It's back-to-backs at home. Or you were, we've got a short Western Conference trip, and we're just back home tomorrow night. I got this. I'll, I'll play. I just wonder how much the players could say, well, I see that you've got me on the DNP list here, but I'd rather be out there tonight. For one reason or other, I'd rather be out there. I've got to imagine that they've got more power than that. I would think so. An organization could tell you to sit, and, and you're right. Most of these guys are looking at it like seven hundred thousand a game, five hundred thousand a game, four hundred thousand, whatever it is. Some of these guys are making big time bucks. Per oh game. yeah. Uh, what, I guess it would be more in the one hundred seventy five thousand dollars range. But you're sitting there saying, oh, "I make a house. I can make an, enough to buy a house yeah. tonight without having to step on the court." or my joints are a little stiff. It's game 64. Yeah, I don't mind taking. And you, you don't argue you don't argue with that uh, decision very hard.
5: No. It just uh again, I think it's a combination of two things. I think Steph Curry's right to a certain extent where he said, "Yeah, you know what? Honestly, um, you know, it's not our call all the time. But I also don't think that the players are fighting as much as he made it out to be. There's been some instances, remember Darren Williams when he was sat out game one of against the Memphis Grizzlies and he lost his mind and eventually some guy ended up losing his job over it. And I think that the, that was accurate, but I think that's a playoff game. That's not in the middle of an NBA season. For crying out loud, Donovan Mitchell didn't play a game because he didn't want to get onto a plane because he was scared of flying after they hit a bunch of birds in a plane.
2: Do you want to know how much Steph Curry makes per game? Oh, jeez. Do you, you want to take a
5: guess? you like that calculator app on there?
2: It's actually nice. I know. I know. Take a guess. Actually, don't take a guess because I don't think he'll get close.
5: Hold on. Let me try to think about it for a second. Now, this is regardless of whether or not he plays or not. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say 450,000.
2: 600,000 a game. Jeez. John Walls making 600,000 a game. I don't even know what his current situation is. One game check. Wait, John Walls making what? What would you say? 600,000. 600, Russell Westbrook's at
5: 600,000. With one game check, you could Pay off some dude's house. Change yeah. their life.
2: Yeah. The game you didn't play. Yeah. They, see,
5: now there you go. This could be a promotion. If you miss a game, you have to donate that one check to somebody's mortgage.
2: And just start and paying let's start in mortgages Bountiful. across the country. And let's start in Bountiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the street name and number. Just for, you know... Just throwing a. In fact, I only want half of it. You can send the other half to somebody else. Yeah. In need. That's fine. That would take care of it. But most of those guys are kind of in that range. Kevin Durant, Bradley Bill, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson. All those guys kind of in that range. Can you believe Rudy Gobert's making $38 million this year? Who? Rudy Gobert is at $38 million. That contract that the Utah Jazz shipped over to Minnesota goes $38.1 million, $41 million next year, $44 million, $24, and $47 million option. Oh, boy. That's a $47 million player option in 25. Like,
1: you know that the game leaves big guys quick. I didn't think it would be this quick with him.
2: It, it doesn't it, – it seems like – and I'm sure he'll catch his bearings and he'll get back to being a highly rated defensive player. Things are slipping right now and I don't know if he's headbutting with teammates. But this was something that the three of us discussed maybe two or three years ago when we were talking about the Rudy Gobert – contract, and we've watched the NBA as it's continued to evolve to the offensive side of the ball, taking away every defensive advantage you can possibly take away, leaving defenders basically useless. We call for these teams to have better defense. The the, the league has not leaned to that, so why would I continue to try to press better defense when I get a whistle on every touch? We're just going to get better offense and take advantage of what the league is giving us. And We talked about the Utah Jazz would be crazy to allocate 30% of their cap to an all-defensive player. Yep. Yep. So Minnesota's struggling with that a little bit. Speaking of taking away from defensive players, the NFL's doing it too. Did you see they're talking about taking away the hip-drop tackle? Yes. Uh, How do you regulate the hip-drop tackle? And who makes up these stupid names? It's a tackle. Yeah. You want to call it a
5: hip-drop tackle? A hip-drop tackle tackle is what you call in football just a tackle.
2: All I know is in the short time that I was in the league or the seven years that I spent in professional football, when you go to make a tackle on a professional athlete, you don't think to yourself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hip-drop this sucker. Yeah. You think, I got my hands on him. Now I just want to get him to the ground. Because he's carrying me. Yeah. Oh, crap, I'm on a three-yard journey right now. I don't want to go on a four-yard journey. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw my body across to his hip and try to get this truck down. These guys are trucks. These running backs are squatting 700 pounds. They're all quad. They're zero torso. You get your hands on them. They shift their shoulders because they've got these thick torsos, and you fall right off of them. You try to tackle high, you grab high. You're going to slip low really quick, and the only thing you've got is to try to torque your weight and get them down. That's it. Yeah, and you're going to take that from me. Let's just
5: look. Let's just call it like it is. It's they want arena football. They want a score of seventy-five to sixty-two. Yeah, and they don't want any defense.
2: Well, it's just getting so hard to play defense. I, I know that I was one of the very few that opposed the new rule. I just didn't like taking the horse collar tackle. I get it's dangerous. You definitely go down in a very awkward way, but I've had multiple, because the horse collar tackle went away after my career. Yeah, I had multiple plays as a defensive end or a defensive edge where you're chasing a running back on the edge, and the only thing that you can possibly grab is that, that back of that collar. So you jump for the back of the collar. It's better than having me try to get to that angle and jump into the back of your knees. Or because I'm just doing everything I can to get you down. And that horse collar tackle, and it's not like it happened all the time. Yeah. I didn't even see a lot of in- injuries come off the horse collar tackle. Personally, there was, uh,
5: I want to say, there was a pretty prominent injury, and I can't remember who it was like four or five years ago. And it's like, oh no, we got to uh, we got to change the rules. The, if if it happens to a high profile player, remember when uh, Tom Brady tore his ACL, and I I want to say it was the Cincinnati Bengals. Or somebody came in low, crawled towards his his knee, kind of crawled oh, towards yeah, it, took right. out the knee, yep. and yep. immediately you can't go low on quarterbacks anymore.
2: Yeah, if you hit the quarterback
1: below the knee, it's a yep. flag. And by the way, that's just a player doing whatever he can can well, to get to a. a get to a quarterback.
2: I'm kind of wondering if this hip drop rule came from the Tua injury, the the whiplash yeah, and concussion. Could. Because that was kind of the – that's the prototypical hip drop tackle. Just to try to describe it to people – It's the tackle where you're kind of grabbing around the waist and you throw your body to the side of their hip and you drop your hip to the ground and you sling them over your legs. Kind of like a wrestling type. Yeah. You kind of sling them over your legs and it, and it whip, it's a whipping motion for them. Yeah. But more than anything, it's a desperate attempt to get them to the ground and it happens often. And a lot of times you'll see that the legs or ankles get caught up in that whipping motion. Um, uh, Mahomes' injury wasn't really a hip drop, but there was a quarterback. Who was the quarterback that his ankle got caught under a hip drop in the postseason? There was a quarterback that had his ankle caught in a hip drop.
5: Uh, it wasn't. Um... Oh,
2: man. And he was, you know, I'll, I'll think of it. Yeah. The
5: ankles do get caught in the hip Because Mahomes wasn't a. No. That was not okay. classified as a.
2: No. Hip drop. But the NFL is just doing everything they can, man. And it's it's frustrating. All right.
5: 228, Hans Olsen, Scott Gerrard, 97.5, DKSL KSL Sports Zone. We hope to sometime here from Tim Lacombe. But uh, coming up next, a little sports roulette straight ahead right here on the zone.
3: scott mitchell and alex keery
5: joining us right now on the program he is the voice of the utah jazz he's david Locke. Locke, what's going on man
3: this is the longest i've ever done um if i'm being perfectly honest well. i don't have 14 days worth of underwear <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> do we dare ask what you do in lieu of 14 days? Do, are there laundry mats or you just you go it's a lot of amazon deliveries know, you yeah. go commando <laughs> i don't know what what, what happens <laughs> i'm trapped with woolite on this trip
3: it's unrivaled. Afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars. Perfect for anyone who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. The 97.5. The KSL Sports Zone.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence.
5: The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The wheel is loaded, and it's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotting, presented by You First Credit Union on 975, the KSL Sports Zone.
2: What if you hit the jackpot? You still coming back?
0: Uh,
3: It depends on the size of the jackpot.
2: (laughs) I just get an email that says I'll be out for the remaining five years. I'm
5: out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rich. All right. We'll see you guys on Monday on Rival Next, 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone.
2: sorry about this i'm walking out <laughs> don't walk out no i'm done So you'll have to read an apology and i and that and that sucked
5: hey let me go get you another drink that was the old company they nate won't make me read an apology
2: you don't think he will yeah did you suck back that that ghost what is that
5: yeah that energy drink was that one good
2: is that a lemon head or a
1: uh no it's just citrus i still have not tried one yet
2: yeah, they're pretty smooth. That's all right. Pretty yeah, good. they're pretty darn smooth. Did, pretty, it, pretty good. You feeling any better? I feel fine. I've felt fine I mean, all day. I just feel like feel like Lloyd's picking on me a little bit. I told you I was done. I'm done. We're moving. No,
5: on. you said you were done like an hour ago.
1: But I had
0: <laughs> one did. more. I you had did.
5: one more that was like locked oh,
1: okay. and loaded. And then I next, had to empty the chamber. Next segment
5: will go. Go another one. That
1: was it. No, I emptied
2: the chamber. I got no more. <laughs> now, there's nothing. I well, I will tell you when you said I'll see you Monday. I got so excited for a minute because I was like, that's g- fishing. It's, <laughs> it's got to be another unexpected holiday. Well, it has to be.
5: Well, I will say like we haven't been great in passing down knowledge of when our vacation days are. And Man, so you're probably like, well, maybe there's another vacation that we didn't know about, but all of a sudden we get. So let's enjoy it. Well, we'll see you Monday.
2: See you Monday, Bundy. <laughs> we'll see you then. Hey, uh, sports are loaded, and there's a couple. Like big- Lloyd then elementary school. Got him. Got him. It's payback. You knew it was coming. <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, you feeling any better? That one perked me up a little bit. (laughs) All right. Well, the wheel is loaded, and there's a lot of great stuff on here. Let's get to it. Spin that wheel. (laughs) The pitch clock era
1: is getting off to a nice start.
2: All right. Long story short, Major League Baseball is kicking off their spring coverage, and they're playing some of these spring games. and. You've got 423,000 viewers off that Cardinals 12-7 win over the Mets. It's the most that ESPN's had going all the way back to 2016. There's a lot of ways that you could explain this. Obviously the Mets being a part of it, the Cardinals obviously it's going to make a difference. But Scotty, Major League Baseball has implemented some gigantic rules in fact, rules that will change the game more than the game's been changed since the designated hitter. Yes. This is these are some Gigantic changes. So, first and foremost, there was a record number of singles per game. uh, An all-time low the past three seasons. And the overall batting average dropped to .243. It's the lowest point since 1968. So, the game was getting stagnant. One of the new rules, at the start of each pitch... Teams must have at least two infielders on either side of second base with all four positioned on the infield dirt. Infielders may not switch positions unless there's a substitution because they were overloading. And the overloading was just playing fantastic defense. Yeah. And you could do it. So why wouldn't you do it? It's
1: doing what people's tendencies were. they hit.
2: Yes. And so they overload to the tendency. And now you can't do that. You've got to have distribution. So that's one rule. Um, another one, the average time for a Major League game last season was 3 hours, 6 minutes. The year before it was 3 hours, 11 minutes. But there's still this lull. So to speed up the pace of the game, Major League wants to cut down on the number of times pitchers and batters are allowed, allowed to stop play. So here it is. There's now a 30-second timer between batters and a time limit between pitches. So after you get the ball from the catcher or the umpire, Pitchers are required to begin their motion within 15 seconds with the bases empty. If the base, if there's somebody on base, you've got 20 seconds to begin your pitching motion. I love it. Long overdue. Long overdue. If they don't, they're charged an automatic ball. Hitters share the responsibility, Scotty, just to keep the game moving. They must be in the batter's box. And ready for the pitch by the time the clock reaches eight seconds. If they take more than eight seconds to get into that box, it is an instant automatic strike. And the batter can only call timeout one time per plate appearance. Good. The other rule. The bases are now 18 inches square instead of 15 inches. Now I know that that doesn't perceivably change a lot of things, but it changes the amount of base to cover, and it changes the distance between bases. When you're talking about major league runners going, shortening it to four and a half inches is a difference. They did not increase the size of home plate, but they increased the size of third base. So your distance between home and third is three inches. Your distance between every other plate. First to second, second to third is four and a half inches difference. They want more steals. The other thing, pitchers are limited to a maximum of two pickoff attempts per plate appearance. Good. So if a pitcher attempts a third pickoff throw and doesn't get the runner out, it's an automatic bulk and all runners move one base. So it's a huge penalty. If you try for that third and you don't get them out and it's just that first baseman grabs it, throws it back to you, bulk. Everybody moves the base. Wow, what do you think, Lloyd? Mm, I get
1: the the of the game for this for some of these reasons. At the same time, there's I mean there is a reason that they do this because they're trying to keep the 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 runner close to the bag. You know, on, on as far as the pickoff thing, mm-hmm. like I mean that's the whole reason they're doing it because they're they're trying to make it to where the guy doesn't steal. Yeah, trying to keep them honest, as they say. But the majors want more steals. They do. And they want more Seals. They want to bring no, that trying, back to the game. I get it. They're trying to get the offensive going. I like the the pitch count. I well, mean, it you, doesn't – you better be – tell you what. You better be prepared on each batter, uh, knowing their tendencies and knowing what you want to do going in there with a the plan, because if you just get there, in there slinging, it's going to up the offensive as well.
5: Well, there was a uh, – already there was a spring training game, one of the first spring training games, and I, I don't know who was playing, but it was, um, you know, bottom of the ninth, two out, full count, Men on, I think second and third, batter didn't give, didn't uh, get into the uh, batter's box in eight seconds. Game a strike. strike out. Game's over. Ended the game because, because he, didn't he wouldn't get, in, get into the box. Didn't get into the batter's box in time. I
2: love it, but it's such but, a weird. But thing. I am not a major league purist. I'm not either. I'm not a baseball purist. I'm a make it better. But if that's you can. why.
5: And again, I know we're gonna catch some heat from soccer fans. But the NFL is always tinkering. Major League Baseball has not, but they'll do it every now and then, and they're tinkering right now to make this game better. I think it's okay to look at your sport and say, what can we do to increase some excitement? Some things are going to be great. Some things won't be. Throw some stuff against the wall, see if it sticks. If not, all right, fine. We tried. Let's move it back. Like
3: it's okay. Like
2: tie.
5: I hate the tie. Yeah. Give me a tie.
2: Yeah. I, mean, you, I need a winner. Yeah. I need it. There's a few things that I'd like to see in soccer. As far as the NFL is concerned, I really do think we're maybe a season, maybe two seasons away from seeing the onside kick go away and yeah. the fourth and 15 be implemented. Uh, I think so. because I think we're really close to that. Yeah. You know, no. We've already seen a major change where they took the uh, extra point and they moved it well back. So your extra point attempt is much longer, yeah. much more difficult. And it's dropped at, what, 8% on makes or 10% on makes? Something like that. Because you were at 99% makes, and you're at 86 or 88% makes. It changed the game.
5: All right. Uh, hands to Scotty Lloyd, spin it. A new excuse to miss a game. I should say... I I clarified. I need to clarify this. No game was missed, uh, but several days of practice were missed. Illinois swingman Matthew Mayer um, is missed several practices. Finally got back into practice yesterday. Uh, media realized that he had missed several practices, so they gather around him and say, "Hey, Matthew, what's going on? Why have we not seen you in practice in a few days?" Well, hands, this is a new one. Here's the answer.
2: He didn't say anything. He he just
5: he just said I'm not. No comment. Just Hold qu- on. He
2: just stayed quiet.
5: This just, was did just dead hey, just, You know. You know. May, maybe if we play less drops Just. about me screwing up and actually do your job. I'm texting
1: back and forth with
5: Tim okay, finally. He dead aired him? Yeah. What'd he say? Here's what he said.
4: I've actually been sick the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I literally had uh, six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five after because I like a caffeine-induced euphoria to play video games in. Um, and <laughs> so I uh, I could barely get out of bed the next day. It was like basically like a caffeine hangover. And uh, so this is my first day of practicing since then.
2: So what? So caffeine-induced coma to play video games? The
5: day a caffeine-induced euphoria is what he called it. So he wakes up in the morning. He has one Monster Energy drink. He goes and plays fairly well against Ohio State. After the game, he's like, all right, I'm going to play video games. I'm really fired up. And he likes to play video games with a caffeine-high euphoria. He drank five Monster Energy drinks and got what the team trainers called caffeine poisoning. Couldn't get out of bed, missed several practices because of it. You want to hear that again? Yeah. Here he is. I don't know if Lloyd will be able to play it or
4: not. I've actually been sick the last few days. I had caffeine poisoning. I literally had uh, six monsters the day of the game. I only had one before, but I had five after because I like a caffeine-induced euphoria to play video games in. Um, and <laughs> so I, uh, I could barely get out of bed the next day. It was like basically like a caffeine hangover. And uh, so this is my first day of practicing since then.
2: How many days did he miss? Three? Four? Um I think two. Two days. Because of a caffeine poisoning? Yes.
5: On that one, I'm just like, you know what? Probably let's just keep that to yourself.
2: <clears throat> I kind of understand why they don't disclose most of the time anymore. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stupidity. You drank six Monsters, huh?
5: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Well done. How'd you do on 007? you do fine on I don't that. think
5: the kids are playing 007, GoldenEye.
2: So, yesterday, and, and I, I love our tech guys, but I, I ended up spending a couple of hours with the tech guys yesterday. Yeah. Lloyd was there, and the tech guy that helped me is one of the nicest guys. He is a great, nice guy. <laughs> Look on your face. but <laughs> why, are you, Scott, why are
5: you shaking your head right uh, now?
2: Huh? All of a sudden, he and Nate stood there and started geeking out so bad. And he's like, I could play. All of my Nintendo 64 games on a clear screen monkey wrapping that has I, I don't I, I don't know the verbiage monkey wrapping I, it was like, was it monkey wrapping or something
1: I <laughs> I don't know
2: and don't then ask they, me and then they it, it's I thought they were saying gun things because it's like if it was a Tech 9 package with a an AK 48 monitor and, and I'm like
1: wow. You've seen the, the gif of, of Homer Simpson backing into the the bushes. That was hands Like, he started backing out of the cubicle, like, what is
5: going on? You would like to make fun of them, but you realize you couldn't. He so did. Because one has access to all your phones, all your pictures, <laughs> yep. and the other one is your boss. So I
2: just slowly... Good job on that, too, Lloyd. ...backed up. <laughs> yeah, Lloyd. So I just slowly backed up and looked at Lloyd like, oh, boy. They're having a good time with their technology. <laughs> it's great, though. Uh, Nate did an amazing job getting this thing set up, and there's a lot that goes into headphones. Yeah.
5: All right, hands Scotti, Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We'll wrap this thing up. Get you ready for Monday next, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
3: This is, this is DJ and PK.
5: Welcome to Cam Miller, Senior
3: Director of College Football Network and NFL Draft for the Pro Football Network. As far as Dalton Kincaid goes, the Utah tight end, it seems like just from reading stuff that I've seen out there, his stock is just soaring. Soaring and tight end one is his ceiling. And I, I think, honestly, him, Luke Musgrave, and then obviously Michael Mayer vying for that first round tight end spot. There might be two of them that go. I don't think that there is a comp for him specifically. I think you have to combine a few players. To me, I think you put him in a about- of one of the more gifted tight ends immediately in terms of his pass catching ability in the NFL. I think one GM's gonna fall in love with him though, and he has a very, very strong chance to be that top tight end this year. Catch DJ and PK, mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row, on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You're locked on to Hans Olson and Scotty Chick, Chick, Chick. That's G. right, yeah! On 97.5, the KSL Sports Up. Standing here beside you, want so much to give you this love in my heart that I'm feeling for you. Let them see We're crazy.
5: Hans Olson Scott Gerard 975 the KSL Sports Zone Wrapping up another edition of the show and uh, getting you ready for It's Friday tomorrow, right? double checking. Yes, it is. You and Lloyd going
2: to be able to get through this?
5: Oh yeah, we'll not going. We always do. Always do. We've been together a long time. Remedical, Utah's only physician owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatment. It's discreet, non invasive, and customized for your needs. Remedical, renew, restore, reclaim. Visit remedical.com today.
2: How are you feeling about this schedule the more you get to digest it? I was looking at Air Force's schedule. It's weak.
5: Yeah, this uh,
2: Air Force has one of the weaker schedules I've seen in the Mount West Conference.
1: And they'll start out like. And you're 6-0, 7-0. They were supposed to be –
2: they they
5: lost a lot of last year's team. Uh, They'll be rebuilding. They were supposed to be great last year. In fact, I picked them to win the division last year. Air Force? uh, Yeah, and then they just fell apart.
2: Can you see who that is, their first game? Can you tell who that is?
5: Uh, I can't, but it looks like probably an FCS school.
2: So they've got an FCS school to start the season. They've got Sam Houston – And then they got Utah State. So they have two warm-ups before they get to Utah State. Then they get San Jose State and San Diego State right right out of the way. Then they get a bye week, and then they go Wyoming, Navy, Colorado State, Army, Hawaii, UNLV, and Boise State.
5: Wow. By the way, that's Robert Morris that they're playing on September 2nd.
2: The old BYU guy?
5: Rob Morris will be playing Air Force, yes.
2: <laughs> All by himself. All by himself.
5: At the age of 47.
2: He's crazy enough. I wouldn't be surprised. That is a weak schedule. Yeah. For Air Force. They are setting themselves up to try to make a run. Everybody else has got a decent schedule. San Diego State mixes in Oregon State. And they. Outside of Oregon State and UCLA, they so they have got Oregon State and yeah. UCLA. They get an extra game so they because they've got Hawaii on the schedule. So they threw in Ohio and then they've got Idaho State. UNLV's got Michigan. Utah State's got Iowa. Wyoming's got Texas Tech and Texas. Who who does Wyoming?
5: Oh, Wyoming's got some budget deficits they've got to take care of.
2: Well, this can't be right. Oh, oh. Texas Tech's in Wyoming? Oh, yeah. 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 Or is that a neutral game?
5: No, no. They're they're coming to Wyoming. I remember reading about that. Wyoming must have one heck of a negotiator. Wyoming's got a lot of money. They got Texas A&M to go there like seven or eight years ago.
2: And they got Utah to go there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now they got Texas Tech coming.
5: I mean, Lubbock and Laramie are actually
1: pretty similar. You will come to Laramie and you will like it. (laughs)
2: So Texas Tech and Texas, I mean, that's tough. Uh, Nevada or uh, New Mexico has Texas A&M. Nevada's got USC and Kansas. It's outside of Air Force. Everybody's kind of loaded up with with some...
5: What does San Diego State's non-conference look like?
2: San Diego State, they have UCLA and Oregon State.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, you mentioned that. Sorry.
2: But they also have Ohio and Idaho State. Yeah. And, and all four of those games right out of the gates. And then their consecutive Mount West Conference games.
5: All right, hands and Scotty, wrapping up another edition of the show. Big thanks to everyone who joined us. Big thanks to Tim LaCombe for coming. Oh, wait, no, Tim stood us up. Never mind. I'm sure we'll have a chance to chat with Tim coming up tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe. The Dodge Father. <laughs> <laughs> the Dodge Father. <laughs> Unrivaled next, 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone.
0: I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.